We believe all women have stories and wisdom to share, just like the many unnamed women we read about in the Bible. Here's what we've realized about those unidentified women. They had names. They were real people and they had stories worth telling, but their names were unrevealed. We created the Unrevealed Podcast to give power to the untold stories of everyday women. You may have heard that your story doesn't matter, but we believe God can use our testimonies as weapons against the enemy. When we use our story to connect with others, we get to glorify the goodness of God. Join us as we reveal these stories of heartache, hope, and redemption. Each episode, you will hear featured women share one story from their life by answering three questions. What's your story? What did God show you in that season? And what is God showing you now? I'm your host, Courtney Haggard. And remember, every story matters. Welcome to the Unrevealed Podcast. Today, we're talking to Phoebe Anderson, the co-founder of Restoration and Repair, a remodeling business local to the Oklahoma City area. Before I let her introduce herself, I want to take a second just to honor her. She is one of the most peaceful and contemplative people I've ever met. She handles everyone with such care. Anytime I've ever approached her with a problem, her first response is, I'm so sorry that happened. Let me see how I can help. She brings calm to the chaos. She's also full to the brim with truth and grace. In this episode, you'll get a glimpse into some of what they've walked through, and I can personally testify that anytime I've asked her how things were going, specifically about the hard things that she and her family have walked through, without fail, every time she has always answered with two things, praise God and God's word, no matter what. She is a hope warrior, and I know that you will walk away from today's episode so encouraged. Phoebe, thank you so much for taking time to be here with us today. I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Phoebe Anderson. I am married to my amazing husband, Brandon, of almost 20 years. We have two teenagers who we love hanging out with. And our business, like you mentioned, Restoration Repair, our heart is restoration. And we just see that in the remodel process. Just like in lives, it takes work, it takes focus, it takes sacrifice to get that after. Uh, it's worth the work um, in restoration in the real world, and it's work worth the work in restoration in your life. Yes, and you know I've seen some of your guys's before and afters. When you say it's worth the work to get the afters, seriously, <laughs> you guys have put some serious work in, and the after photos are incredible. So we'll link their website for you to check it out. They have some amazing before and afters. I love getting to look and see. We redid a house. So I know what it's like to be in the middle of it and having to put so much work. Brandon actually helped us for part of our house. And I know what it's like to have to work through it and then get to see the final result and see the benefit and the profit from that. Yeah. There's no way around the middle process. There isn't. There's a before, there's an after, but there's a middle. A lot of people don't post that middle picture. Right. <laughs> How much fun would that be? Here's my empty space. That's the work. That's <laughs> the zone that it takes focus. So yeah. Thank you. Okay. So we will be asking you those three questions today. And you know, what's your story? What did God show you and what God's showing you now? So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you and let you go ahead and get started. Okay, so our story, there is so much to our story, but what we're focusing on today is really where it all began. Our married life to me has not been anything traditional in any way. Uh, Not even our dating days were that. 
Uh, right at the beginning, really, of our dating days, we allowed sin in our relationship. And, you know, we were challenged by our premarital counselor to uh, take the high road. He's, he kind of put a decision before us. He said, there's a low road. Go ahead and get married, but you've sown sin in your relationship. There's a high road, which is God's best, where you can take a year pull up what you've sown in your relationship, work on your character, work on uh, trust with each other, and really go for God's best. Uh, well, Brain and I both right away, even as hard as the decision was to call off our wedding, we wanted God's best. And we knew that meant uh, lining our lives up with God's way and being obedient for a season so that we could have all that God had for us. Uh, you know, at that time, we were at the age where everybody was getting married. So going to our friends' weddings was hard, and it only intensified the sadness and the sorrow of what I couldn't have yet. But we just kept in front of us the uh, big picture of having God's best, that when that time came for us, it would be amazing. And so we chose to do what a lot of people wouldn't have done, and that was just putting our flesh down for a while, sacrificing. Uh, we committed to bringing purity back to our relationship, uh, and we did our part to obey God while trusting for His best. And part of that was believing God for my family. You know, in that process, we had hurt my family in those dating days by allowing sin in, uh, and so trying to win them back. And so part of believing God for his best for us was also believing, okay, we want my family on board. We are believing for finances when the time comes for the wedding. We're believing for finances for the honeymoon when that time comes. Uh, and you know, we just believe that when you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. So after one year, we checked back with our premarital counselor, and that was a great day. He was so proud of us. He gave us the okay to go ahead and set our wedding date. Uh, you know, it was a long year. It was a lot of work. Uh, but he did know that we still didn't have the favor of my family. So just to prevent resentment in our marriage down the road, he did let me know, you might be making a decision for your husband or for your family. And as hard as that was to do, I also knew Brandon was the one for me. This was a godly man who loved God and made me fall in love with God even more. And so we decided to set the date and continue to trust God for my family. Uh, and so two weeks before the wedding day, you know, that's getting close, there are still no signs of my family being on board, no signs of them coming. Uh, and then one day after work, I got in the car, started my drive home, and just a spirit of praise overwhelmed me in my car. And I really haven't experienced anything like that since that heavy and that strong, just bursting forth out of me where I'm just shouting in my car and worshiping at the top of my lungs. Uh, until I got home. And that night I got a call from my dad and he confirmed, we are not going to be at the wedding. We are not going to be part of your lives. You going forward with this is pretty much nailing the coffin closed. I can't and imagine. It was very difficult. And I hung up the phone and called Brandon and was just broken. And uh, he said, no, we are believing God for his best. And 
no joke, maybe 30 minutes later, my dad called back and his voice was so soft. His heart was soft and his demeanor had changed. And he said, I am just so proud of you guys. And I do want to be at the wedding. We do want to be part of your lives. I do want to walk you down the aisle. It was overwhelming. I can't even tell you when you've held on to something for so long and seen it to come to pass like that and to see that kind of supernatural breakthrough. It was a supernatural breakthrough. Um, It's just so overwhelmingly joyful when it happens. And from that day forward, I mean, everything started falling in place for our wedding and it was so joyous and it was so worth it. And then the coolest thing happened, uh, the morning of our wedding day, like I'm talking the wedding day, someone calls my husband and says, Hey, where are you honeymooning? And Brandon says, well, we're believing God to go to Branson for a few days. On your wedding day, you On did not have day. a wedding. You did not have a honeymoon plan? We had booked a place. And this is the crazy thing. We had booked Chateau on the Lake, which is this gorgeous place in Branson on the Lake. Uh, and we were had booked it a while back, but we weren't sure how we were going to pay for it yet. And when it came time to cancel within the window, you know, where you don't get charged, uh, we called because we didn't see how it was going to happen. Um And when we called, they said, wait, this is for your honeymoon? And we said, yeah. And they said, we can't let you cancel this. They said, in fact, we're going to upgrade you to this amazing suite. Just keep this reservation. We're going to let you be able to cancel it at the last minute with no penalty. Just keep it just in case. And so we did. So yeah, the morning of our wedding. (laughs) As if it's not stressful enough. (laughs) Uh, so this person had called and Brandon said, we're believing God to go to Branson for a few days. And, uh, that man said, well, you're going and met him and gave him cash for us to go on our honeymoon. And I'm just saying like for us to see the overwhelming blessing of God follow obedience, we saw that firsthand that every single thing was taken care of every single thing we needed. We had my family, everything came through. Um, and we really attribute that to, um, lining up with obedience. That's so cool. I love that. (laughs) You know, like you said, you did the hard, you did have hard times. You did do the hard part, but you chose to do it first. And even when it looked ridiculous and you had to face the hard questions, because I can only imagine the kind of questions you were getting. Sure. Sure. It's because you want to start over (laughs) something, you know, wink, wink, what really happened. Right. And what was that like to deal with that, to kind of face that and Um, explain to people? Embarrassing. There's a level of shame that comes with it. Uh, There's, you know, lack of understanding and you just have to know in your heart of hearts what you're really doing it for because you're not going to have everybody's understanding or approval. And I think, too, what you just said there is you're not going to have everyone's understanding or approval. The other thing I was thinking about when you were saying that is sin doesn't come without consequence. And so this was kind of a consequence that you had to choose to walk through, and it was uncomfortable, and you did feel an amount of shame, because not because of you were obeying God. That part I don't think was shameful, right? but it was the consequence mm-hmm. of having to deal with what you had already walked through. Right. 
So what happened next? Uh, you know, we got married. Of course, life is, life just has been really interesting. But I feel like looking back at that story, uh, it's been almost 20 years. The principles of trusting and obeying were planted in us as a couple at the very beginning. And so looking to now, I can see it over and over and over and over in our life. Uh, the trust and obey, trust and obey, trust and obey, and seeing God's supernatural over and over and over and over. We've seen just miraculous over and over, intervention over and over, breakthrough over and over. Um, and for us, it comes back to this very beginning story because we learned then it pays to obey God. It pays to do things His way. It pays to trust Him because when you line yourself up, with his way, you better believe he's going to take your side, have your back, and work things out. Uh, so it taught us a lot that we use even now. And I can really attest to, I know several other parts to your story that we don't get to share today because we don't have enough time, but I really have seen this in your life over and over again. You really do. You're some of the most trusting people when it comes to obeying what God has to say and what God has asked you to do. You do it when it's uncomfortable, you do it when it doesn't make any sense, you do it when it hurts. Yeah. And you're right, there's been breakthrough on the other side each and every time. Yeah. And I know that we're going to get to have you back one day yeah. and share a little bit more of those other stories, but that's just kind of a teaser. So let's move on to question number two. What was God showing you? That he can be trusted completely. He is the best planner of all the details. Uh, really, he's shown us that we can truly only count on him and rely on him because people disappoint. Uh, even churches can disappoint. And, you know, another story, one of the hardest things we ever walked through was church hurt. And I know a lot of people go through that. Uh you know, at a church, um, we were lied about in a place that we were faithful to and served, you know, in a lot of areas for over a decade, uh, just over a lie. We were removed from serving, removed from leading marriage classes. They even decided to change their mind about letting our daughter attend their school. Eventually asked to, uh, leave and never come back. Um, which led to our friends not being able to talk to us, who were staff friends. Uh, a couple of them even reached out and said, don't ever contact me again. Um, wow. Even to the point of running into them in public and then pretending to not know us. And it was devastating. I mean, it was completely devastating. But even in that, <laughs> we learned church isn't God. And churches run by imperfect people. And again, run to him, seek his face. Same thing as the first story. We're going to trust and obey. We're going to obey in how we react. And so even in that situation, choosing not to lash out, choosing to manage our emotion with God's help, choosing to forgive, uh, there were just a lot of things we had to intentionally choose to do in that hurt. And I just remember in that broken state, one day Brandon coming in from mowing and he was just crying and God speaks to him when he mows, he just zones <laughs> out. And so that's, he comes. The most, that's the most Brandon thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, 
it's true. And so he comes in. He's like, man, I just, I heard God say, our joy is going to be greater than our tears. And I just sobbed. And I said, then it's going to be really great because I've cried a lot of tears. <laughs> and uh, two years later, different state. I'm, we're at a different church. My husband's a children's pastor there. And uh, I'm in a prayer meeting. And a woman comes and stands in front of me. And, and honestly, no one's praying for each other at this prayer meeting. We're, we're praying for the next uh, women's gathering and what we need to do. And it's just seeking the heart of God. So this was abnormal. Uh, this woman came and stood in front of me during that. And she just started sobbing. And it was prophetic. And word for word, she just started saying, Your joy will be greater than your tears. Your joy will be greater than your tears. And I knew God was just confirming exactly word for word what he had shown my husband two years before that was part of our healing. Uh, And so another part of that story was, I'm sorry I said this out of order, but it's worth repeating. It's worth sharing because before they asked us to leave and not come back, the day before that happened... Uh, a friend reached out and said, every time I pray, I see your face and I hear the word transition. That gave us so much peace in the midst of chaos because that showed us God sees us. He knows what we're going through and it's going to be okay. And so when these words came, your joy is going to be greater than your tears. It was just God again saying, I got you. It's going to be okay. So things happen and um, things that are out of control sometimes, but just learning to trust God through those things, that he is the best right of wrongs, that he is a restorer. Uh, and just fast forward to now, um, it's just really cool because, uh, you know, we moved back a thousand miles. <laughs> we were in South Carolina, uh, and then God had spoken to both of us about moving our family to help you know, this new church, um, thousand miles away. And again, we both said yes, because why? (laughs) We know God's best follows obedience. And so for us, obeying means we're going to line ourselves up with something else, God's best. And so we put our house on the market for sale by owner on Zillow. And within 24 hours, we had a full price offer Uh, What was really interesting about that is we didn't actually want to move for three months (laughs) because uh, we didn't have to pay capital gains tax if we stayed through a certain time. And so that was three months. We didn't expect a contract that fast. And so what was really cool is the the couple came to us and said, uh, there's one catch. We're in a lease for three more months. You're kidding. Would you be willing to wait? Oh my goodness. (laughs) It could not have been more perfect. Uh, So for us, I really mean it when I say like this whole trust and obey thing is so cool the way that it works because you get quicker and quicker at saying yes because you see what God can do. And so he brought all that together and the full price offer helped us pad the bank account so that we could move here and start over and have some money to live on for a little while while we started our business over here. Uh, And what's really cool is God is 
even used this move to restore some of the things that were lost way back then with with some of the other church hurt. Um, We've seen ministry opportunities restored, friendships restored, even the opportunity for my kids to go to a Christian school really supernaturally provided and restored. Um, It's just cool that he is a restorer and even when things look awful, I held on to your joy will be greater than your tears. And I still hang on to that. Because that's his nature. It's who he is. And I just praise God that my God loves me enough to want to restore things that have been lost. Uh, wrongfully, especially, is the best writer of wrongs. <laughs> and it really goes to show why you guys have such a heart for restoration and repair. Yes. <laughs> no, no coincidence there that that's what the business that you're in. Yes, absolutely. We have a heart to see people restored. Uh, it just so happens we do remodel work, <laughs> but the analogy is so similar. Uh, there is a messy process to get this beautiful picture, and it's worth the work. It's worth the wait. It's worth the cost. It's worth the mess, because the after you kind of forget about the mess. It's glorious, and you get to enjoy the after, and the middle's over. So as I look back and and look at these stories, even with the church hurt especially, uh, I think about Job in the Bible. You know, he faced incredible heartbreak. And his friends, when they came around him, rather than comforting him, they questioned him, asking, well, maybe it was something you did, Job. Maybe it was something you did. It had to be something you did. And even though they could find no real cause, they still kind of concluded It was something he must have done. And this, as you can imagine, put him over the edge in despair. He's already hurt. He's already broken. He's already lost everything. And now his friends don't understand him. I can see why you relate to this. (laughs) Absolutely. You feel more alone. You feel absolutely devastated. And it's a whole new level of despair. Uh, when that enters into the picture. But notice in his story, if you read the story of Job, uh, he comes to a place of trust back in God. You see this shift take place from hurt and anger where he's lashing out at God. He's lashing out at these friends. And who wouldn't? You're you're hurt. You're upset. And so he's lashing back. uh, And and he's even lashing back at God. But you see him come to this place a shift place in the story where he shifts to trust. And I'm just going to read a couple of the verses because uh, it's in Job 42, 2 through 6, just a few of them. He says, uh, God, I know that you can do all things. He's admitting, okay, I'm trusting you again. You can do anything. You're sovereign. And then he says, I have rashly uttered what I didn't understand. I heard of you only by my ear, but now my spiritual eye sees you. And I loathe the words I said. I abhor myself. I repent. So you see this picture of him even repenting for his his actions, even though he was so hurt. The next verse, this is the coolest thing to me. The very next verse we see, God speaks to those friends and corrects them and then turns the captivity of Job and restores him. Uh, 
Job has this renewed confidence back in his God, back in his sovereignty, back in the ability of God. He repents for his own harsh words and boom, God moves. And I just think, what if he had stayed in that place of hurt? What if he didn't come back to this place of trust? Like, God, I'm surrendering back to trusting you. No matter if it feels like I'm alone, no matter if it feels like no one understands me, I'm putting my trust back in you and forgive my harsh words. And then all of a sudden, the next verse, God's moving on his behalf. That's so good. Isn't that good? It is just so cool. So to me, I just see, okay, obedience is our part, but trust is believing in his ability, God's ability to do his part. And you guys have seen that. Absolutely. Just like this too. You guys saw some friends that hurt and betrayed you. Yeah. Come back and be corrected. And I was there when, uh, for one of them when, when somebody took Brandon aside and apologized to him and there was like this, you could just see it all on his face. He didn't need it. Yeah. But you can tell it really ministered to him yeah. to reconcile with somebody who he thought maybe was gone from his life forever. Sure. And God really is the best writer of wrongs. I think that's something that we have learned over and over again is sometimes us trying to fix things actually makes things worse because we don't do a very good job. <laughs> God has a way of fixing things where it, it doesn't hurt either person. When we try to bring it in our own hands and fix it, a lot of times we actually rob God the opportunity to have moved on our behalf. And then we say, where's God? Why didn't he do anything? Well, you took it in your own hands. You did something yourself. Uh, but sometimes when we just back off and, and trust God and trust God, you see. I'm trusting that you see and I'm going to obey with my actions. I'm going to obey in how I respond and trust you with the rest. Because what somebody else does isn't up to you. Right. And you can only be responsible for your own emotions. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, you know, and being okay with that yeah. and trusting that God is enough for you, regardless if you ever get the reconciliation yeah. or the restoration. Absolutely. Yeah. You, that's, that comes to locking eyes with him. And when your trust is in him, you don't need anything else. And there's nothing I need to be worried about or concerned with except for my actions. You do need to be concerned with your actions, walking in forgiveness. And it's not just the big things you obey in, like us moving. It's the little things. Being quiet when you need to be quiet. Having a good attitude. Uh, forgiveness. It's all of those things that line you up for God's best because it, it's that pure heart. It's creating me God a heart that pleases you, a, a pure heart, Father. Let me, all I say and do be pleasing to you. That's the approach. And then you let God work it out. While on the subject of church hurt, real fast, I'm going to say one brief sentence and leave it at that. It's important to know the strategy of the enemy is to get you out of church. There's safety in a flock. It's the lone sheep that's in danger, so stay in a flock. That's so good. So let's move on to question number three. What is God showing you now? Okay. Well, this has been my go-to verse. Psalms 37, 5, it says, We give God the right to direct our life, and as we trust Him along the way, we will see. He pulled it off perfectly. 
I have a story that kind of ties in with this. A few years ago, I earned an amazing all expense paid trip where literally everything was planned out, every detail prearranged, all the bookings, everything's paid for. All I had to do was show up. And the Lord has really reminded me of this story uh, that just says, act like it's taken care of. And I know what he means by that because that trip was totally pre-planned, every detail. It was pre-arranged. It was taken care of. I didn't have to think about a thing. It was paid for. I didn't have to worry. I really could just rest. And I know he uses this story to remind me that's my role when I face impossible things, when I face hardships that are just too much. That's my place to trust him is to act like it's all taken care of because I have the best planner there is who has already been there, who's already thought about it and thought through every detail, arranged it. All I have to do is show up. And how I show up is hanging on to the word with everything I've got. It's uh, staying in obedience. It's trusting that he has the ability to do what I'm believing You know, knowing the truth of God's word is really the only way you can trust and obey. It's kind of like going into a test. If you go to a test with no answers that you've studied and you really don't even know what's on the test, you're not going to do well. But if you go into a test and you've been given what to study, you know what's going to be on that test, you go in with this confidence. You're going to ace that test. It's the same thing with the battles that we face when you know the truth, and I'm saying all of it, that you are living by it and you know it. You can go into that next battle with full trust in the sovereignty and in the ability of God. That's so good. Thank you, Phoebe, for giving us your time and your wisdom and for sharing your story. I appreciate you being on and just sharing such a sweet part of yourself with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'm your host, Courtney Haggard. If you like the show and you want to know more, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. I love hearing from our listeners and hearing how these stories have impacted you or someone you know. And real quick, if you'd please take a few minutes to leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, it would help us to get recommended to other listeners like you. Until next time, remember, your story matters.